Sheila Andrea Johnson this morning, and Lord, deliver me. All I seem to do is hurt my own self. And God, I need to be delivered from this. Yeah, many times people are doing things that injure themselves. Yeah, they keep drinking, too much drinking. Yeah, too too much smoking, too much this, too much, even eating. I'm guilty, too much eating. Deliver me from me, God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. So we thank God this morning for another Monday morning. Thank him for beginning a new week for us. We're grateful unto him. He's almighty God who have all the power. There is no higher power. And we again this morning, all power is yet on our side today. We can't forget that, that we're dealing with all the power. There's no higher power. He's for us today. If we could just be for him, or we'll see the results. I'm telling you the truth. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I feel all right right there this morning. Because he's for us. Yeah, if we just don't be selfish, if we can stop wanting it our way, if we can stop just wanting it when we want it, learn to wait on him, be of good courage, he's going to strengthen our heart. Yeah, think on whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is honest, whatever is true. Yeah, let's think on these things. Hallelujah. And God will bless us if we let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in his sight. Oh, Lord, he's our strength and he's our redeemer. Hallelujah this morning. He's that way every morning. He's that way every morning, Monday through Sunday. He's that way for us. And if we could be that way for him, everything is going to be all right for you. Yeah, you're a winner. You're a winner. The victory has already been won for you. But sometimes we have to just go through. Yeah, God is not just going to do it all for us. He's not going to bear every cross. He said, take up your cross and follow me. Pick it up. Come on here. I'm going to give you strength to bear your cross. Hallelujah. Ah, yes. So you will know some things. Because many trials we go through, many situations we go through, is to teach us something about him. It's to teach us this is not unto death. I know they told you you had cancer. They said you had pneumonia. They said you had COVID, uh, this thing and the other thing. But it's not unto death. Huh? It's been proven even COVID, it wasn't unto death to some people. Our trials come to make us strong, if we can but believe the report of the Lord. His report says we're healed, we are filled, we have the victory. His report says no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. We can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. Huh? Now that's what his report says, and I'm believing today the report of the Lord. Why? I'm victorious. Huh? Everything going to work for my good. I don't care what it is. I don't care why it come, when it come, how it come. I'm not looking at what came. I'm looking at him that have all power. <laughs> him that so loved me, he sent his only begotten son to suffer. Bleed, hang, die, conquer all, rise with all power. <laughs> I'm looking at him. He's got the last word on everything. Woo! Amen goes right there this morning. 
And I thank him this day. Thank him this day. Because he has been good to all of us. And you know the last winning thing we got? We can look to the hills from which cometh our help. All of our help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Huh? Gone before the throne of grace with your petition. Gone in your secret closet and talk to him. Go in and ask him what you want to ask him. Tell him what you want to tell him. Yeah. Not only does he hear, but he can answer back. He's not a dead God. He's alive and well. Still ruling and reigning. Hallelujah. We can't look at man and all this stuff man got going on and what man say going to do and this, that. I, I can't take your word for it. I serve a risen Savior. Yeah. I serve Almighty God through his son, Jesus Christ, that, that suffered for me, that died for me. Hallelujah. Rose again. He didn't stay dead. Death couldn't conquer him. Death couldn't hold him because he's, he's all powerful. But he did that to show me his love for me. And then his grace kick in, his mercy kick in, things I should be uh, uh, dead over things I should be uh, messed up over his grace and his mercy come in for me because of that great love he had for me I feel alright right there hey thank you oh, thank you Jesus thank you I'm no better than nobody else do you hear me today I'm no better than the wine or as they call it, the alcoholic, the, 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 the drug abuser. I'm no better than the prostitute. No better than the dope peddlers. No better than the liars, the murderers, the thieves. I'm no better. The thing of it is, I believe. I believe my faith and my trust in God. Is what keeps me safe. It's what keeps me in the winning position. Hallelujah. I believe today. Oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I believe that. I've even proven that to myself. That I could do all things through him, not through me, but through him. And I got it done. Eleven years almost later. I'm still here doing Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And I hear so many people tell me this. See, if I could just do it like you did it, if I could just stay with it. Now, you, you don't want to do it like I did it. You want to do it the way God have you to do it. Because I didn't stay here on my own almost 11 years. It's not by the power of Barbara. It's by the power of God. <laughs> ah, it's by his spirit that he led me huh? and I followed the lead nothing of myself because without him I can do nothing today without him I can't stop myself from doing nothing but through him I can do all things see I can put the weed down I could put the crown wall down, the Hennessy or whatever it was. I could put that down, moonshine, whatever. 
If I would have been with crack, I could have put crack down. I could, I could put powder cocaine down, heroin, whatever it was with him, I can put it down. I don't have to do those things. For great is he that lives within me than he that is in the world. I believe this morning. If we make it come alive, it will work for you. You've heard me say the word of God is not just black and white, I mean, black letters on some white paper. No, it's a living word. It's alive. That which he sent it out to do, it's going to do it. Because even his word going to come back and bring a good report. <laughs> hey, and remember, Jesus is still the word today. In the beginning, he was the word, and he's the word today. The word holds true. Oh, I feel all right right there. And listen, many times things are delayed. It's a divine delay. It's delayed because God wanted delayed. When he delay our blessing, when he delay our miracles, it is because he's trying to teach us something. I know we this morning, uh, uh, Pastor E. Uh, not Pastor E. Dewey Smith, Pastor Ralph West coming. But I want you to hear this this morning. Later on, Pastor E. Dewey Smith coming later in the week. And he's going to talk about this divine <laughs> delay. But sometimes God stops things. He don't allow it to come forth at the time that we are desiring it, at the time that we want. Because he's trying to teach us something. He's trying to show us, after the fact, I'm still God. After everything has been said and done, I still can raise the dead. Huh? After you got the cancerous diagnosis, I still can hear cancer. Oh, I know what they said in the mail. I know you got the phone call. I know they said they were foreclosing on you. I, I, I know they said they were going to repossess your car. I, I, I know they said they were going to lay you off the job. But after all of that, I'm still God. They haven't done it yet, and they can't do it because I have the power to stop everything. It appears your prayer is delayed. It's a divine delay. God got a perfect timing when he want to move. Because, see, in the way he moved, he wants you to know that only he could do it. He wants you to know, I did it. And I did it just for you. But look at me. I didn't come five months or six months ago when you called them. I didn't come last year. I didn't come uh, uh, right after COVID. But a year later, I'm coming and I'm fixing it. It may be two years later, whenever he comes. Because they taught me this, his delay does not mean his denial. <laughs> he want to teach us something. Look what he taught the sisters of Lazarus, Mary and Martha. Look what he taught them. Lord, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. It didn't make no difference if he died or not. I'm calling him out. I'm calling him out by his name. Today, God is calling some of us out by our name. He's calling some of us out from under the bill collectors by our name. Oh, yes, shut up. 
Some of us, oh yeah, thank you, Lord. He's calling us out to a better position on the job by your name. They don't have to worry about it. Our problem come when we keep holding on to all this stuff. People keep the same folk, keep doing us wrong over and over, our family member, our children. They keep doing us wrong. They keep showing us, I want you to love me, but I don't have no love for you. I want you to give to me, but I don't have nothing to give to you. I'm going to give it to the world. I'm going to give it to my friends. I'm going to give it to my in-law. I'm going to give it to somebody else other than you, but you keep giving to me. God keeps bringing us out, calling us out. Let them go. Let them go so I can set you free. When you make up your mind that you're not giving them no more, you're not doing no more for them, I'm coming in and I'm going to bless you. I'm a living witness. Because I kept holding up, oh, this is my baby. These are my biological birth kids. I love them. Lord, they didn't mean no harm. Oh, yes, they did. They showed you they meant harm. They didn't do it one time, but they did it three times. Now, how many more times they got to do it? I remember one time he, he he showed me in the scripture how many times he asked David, was he going to mourn for Saul? Ask Samuel. How, how long you going to mourn for him? I've taken my anointing from him. You can mourn all you want to. I'm not giving it back to him. I'm not blessing Saul any further. So how many times he got to deliver you from your own family, from them folk on the job? Don't mean you're no good, but you keep eating lunch with them every day. You keep laughing with them, and they laughing at you. They're not laughing with you. They're laughing at you. Cut folks loose and be through with it. But, Barbara, you don't understand. This my mama. This the only mama and daddy I know, but did they do you wrong? Did they continue to do you wrong? Forgive them for what they did to you and move on past it. You don't owe them nothing. They owe you, but they'll never pay you. Move on. God trying to deliver us. So sometimes it's our own delay that's holding us up, and it won't bless us. But when God delays, it, it's going to bless you because he's going to bring the blessing and the miracles in at the right time, but we got to let him. Yeah. Because, see, sometimes uh, to make us move, God got to make us uncomfortable. If he don't make us uncomfortable, we're not going to move. If he don't bring something deeper from our children that really hurt us to the core, we're not going to cut them loose. We're going to keep being mama with the bottle and the formula and the diapers and the wipes and the bib, and we're just going to keep them in onesies and we buy the little tiny sneakers for them. We're just going to keep that going. But God will allow them to really hurt you to the core. Once they hurt you to the core, then you're willing to turn them loose. And once you turn them loose, God is going to bless you. Because you let go of that dead weight. Many people can't serve God today because of their children. Did you know that? God didn't call them to do something. He done chosen for work. They can't focus on the work because they too busy to focus on the adult children. 
understand if you got babies, God know that. He ain't going to take you away from your babies like that. But adult children, I once was young, but now I'm old. When you're older, God is expecting better out of you. And as parents, we should expect better. And when we don't get it, cut it or loose. Let me tell you, when my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord would take me up. When my children acted a pure donkey with me, a, a, a pure monkey with me, lie all kind of stuff, lied and everything, God raised up better children. I hate to be the one to say it, but it's true. I tell the truth, I don't pull no punches. I don't care who children they are. God raised up children that was looking for my type of mothering. <laughs> yes, he would. yes, he did. God raised up a children that was going to be appreciative of this type of mother. And no matter what I said to them, they didn't take it in a harsh way. They took it in a learning way. Where the biologicals, they took it as a harsh word. I always had to be right. Nobody could say nothing to me. Uh, if they said anything to me, I got on them. No, that wasn't the book, that wasn't the way. You didn't like instructions. And because of things that had happened in our past and you had no unforgiveness, you couldn't see the love in it. Because your flesh and the devil kept you in an uproar over it. Someone was sick. They didn't get delivered from sickness until they forgave. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. So we got to learn to trust God. That's the bottom line of everything. We've got to learn to have faith and trust God. You'll hear me say it every day because without it, you're not getting nothing. It'll get worse before it gets better. Because, see, if you're not trusting God, and you don't have faith in him, then you got faith and trust in somebody. And most times it's yourself. And without him, if you can do nothing without him, how can you trust you? How can you believe in yourself when you can't do nothing? If you could, it wouldn't have never got that bad. If people could stop themselves from drinking, really, they wouldn't have drank that long. They wouldn't have doped that long. They wouldn't have fornicated, adulterated that long if they could have stopped themselves. But when they let God in, he'll stop it on a dime, give nine and a half cent change. He'll stop it. The desire leaves. Some things folk have been praying for, God haven't del delivered yet. It's a del divine delay. But they didn't leave God. They didn't leave the church. Uh, 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 they didn't leave believers. It's just that thing they have not been able to get because God got a divine delay on it. You telling me God got a divine delay? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. When we think about it, listen, is there anything God cannot do in his timing? I, when I see God moving in a certain kind of way, I'd be like, whoa. But he let me know this. Your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. You don't know everything there is to know about me. 
everybody I made is different. I move for you in this way, and I move for them in that way. Don't judge it. Tell me thank you that I can do this, because they needed it in a different way than you need it. Huh? Oh, glory to his majesty this morning. <laughs> He's on our side today, in spite of us. And if he delays something, tell him thank you. And if you want to know why, say, Lord, this is late. I prayed last week. I haven't seen your move yet. Lord, give me an understanding of this. Give me some wisdom on this. Because sometimes we do. We have understanding, but we, we don't have wisdom. Many times we understand the word, but we don't have the wisdom in the way to use the word. And that's what happens when I'm looking at what he did for somebody else in a way I never saw him move before. I could understand, but I didn't have the wisdom of how he could move. My ways are not his ways again, and my thoughts are not his thoughts. He's almighty God. Look, he has ways that you never even imagined. You, you could never think of. He said, your eyes, have not, your eyes have not seen and your ears have not heard the things that he got in store for them that love him. You never saw this stuff before. Anybody would ever told me back in the day he moved in the courtroom, I'd be like, mm, I don't know about that because they guilty. Now, Jesus was innocent, but they guilty. He did the same thing for the guilty that repented. He delivered them. Huh? He delivered me. He delivered me. Yeah. In the courtroom. Huh? Woo! While I was up before what they call a bench, he delivered me right there. The sinners I would have got, I didn't get nothing. Go home. Don't do it no more. Do you hear me this morning? God is faithful. And sometimes we say about other people, why do they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again? I keep talking to my son about the Lord. He just won't come. Unless God draw, they can't come. Unless God wills is in this thing, and sometimes it's a divine delay for your child. It's a divine delay for your co-workers. Who, they done went to prison, they just keep going to prison. They just keep going to jail. It's a divine delay. It was one for me. Yeah, it was a divine delay. I kept going to jail. Went to prison one time. Kept going to jail before prison, went to jail after prison. It was a divine delay. But look, in the month of September, I want to say the 29th, 2000, and, I mean 1993. <laughs> the divine of God was no longer de delayed. It was no longer delayed. Here it comes. He comes and he began to speak to me. Hey, glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. He come. I couldn't stop myself. I couldn't turn around. I, I, I didn't know what to do to stop myself. The thought would come, and as soon as the thought come to stop, it would leave me, and I'd be wide open again. 
over on that great and notable day when he come in and said, you're wrong, and you know you're wrong. <laughs> you're poisoning my people. Ooh, ooh, I'm going to make your life better than it has ever been. But first he started off with repent. I had to ask for forgiveness in me. And believe it or not, I was ready. I didn't know how ready I was to give it up. I didn't know how ready I was. I didn't know how I could seek him like that. Oh, but he said, your eyes have not seen and your ears have not heard the things that I have in store for you. And I began to seek him. All before it was a it was a divine delay, but now he done released it. It's no longer delayed. He's bringing it in. I could receive him for myself. <laughs> I could receive his spirit for myself. I could begin to understand his word for myself. Yeah, he gave me things. I never knew about before. Good morning, Brother Perry. God bless you this morning, sir. <laughs> I, 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 I begin to do things I never thought I could do. I, I know I told you about it. I used to sit on the front porch in the cool of the evening and drink them Budweiser's. Huh? Couldn't get enough of them Budweiser's. But he come and said, stop. If you don't stop, you're going to be addicted. You're going to have to have you one night. No more. It went like, whew. went just like that. The desire left. Do you hear? Oh, no, I don't drink the buzz since then. Yeah. But I wasn't drinking buzz every day since then. You understand? I wasn't drinking two and three buzz a day. Yeah. All that left me. I'm clubbing and I got to have a glass of, of something in my hand, crown, Hennessy, somebody. All that left me because I became a new creature. And anytime you become a new creation, you, you desire new things. You, you, you don't even want to go back to the old thing. Matter of fact, you, you barely can remember the old ways because the new stuff is so exciting to you. When I went in there and I got with Apostle Paul, y'all got to understand some things. And, and, and I'm sitting in the back and he's teaching and I'm right there with him. And he's breaking it down where I can understand it. And he, he broke down and he showed me this. Hey, thank you. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you today, God. I thank you right now. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He broke it down for me, Barbara. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. It's got power, Barbara. It's, it's got power to save the word of God. See, he taught me, don't be ashamed, Barbara, of what Jesus went through. Because he went through that for you. So that you could understand better. So that one day there's a place where you will be where there's no more crying, no more dying, no more sickness, no more mi being mistreated, others being mistreated. No more of that, Barbara. He began to teach me. He, 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 he come on 
over in Romans 8 and, and, and down in the third, and he began to teach me this. Let nothing separate you from the love of God. And he began to name all things, height nor death. Huh? But before all of this, it, it was a divine delay. Because God knew at the right date, at the right time, I would receive. And I would never go back. I would continue on. It didn't make me perfect. It didn't make me not have shortcomings. From time, it didn't make me not sin. At times, it didn't make me not fall. But guess what? He knew I would get up, come back to him in repentance and keep going. And keep sitting up in his classroom to learn even more. I got all my equipment I need. I got all my school supplies because I'm ready to learn from him. He knew that he could trust me. He knew that he could depend on me. He knew that I would keep the love even for his people. Hey, thank you today. He knew he would send me to work special cases. Cases that nobody else could understand. Cases that nobody else was willing to work. He knew he could send me in places nobody else would go. Nobody was willing. They were saying I will bless the Lord at all times. They were saying all of this stuff, but they wasn't willing. He knew that if he sent me in the trap, I would go to those house. He knew that if he would send me in front of the bar, the stand in front of ABC Liquor, he knew I would go. He knew I, I, I could do all things through him as he strengthened me. He knew I would sit down and not try to get up, but sit right there until he got done. And he didn't come on there and say, hey, Barbara, I'm through. I've given you enough. Now go out and feed my sheep. He didn't do that. He just sent me out. <laughs> he just sent me out. The word was in me. And when I opened my mouth, he brought it out. Had the prophet to come and tell me, oh, you got a strange ministry, strange, real strange. <laughs> he said, but hundreds have been saved by that strange ministry. Huh? I never saw, I never looked at it like that. But once the man of God prophesied to me, I saw it. I said, look at this. And then he didn't just tell me that trouble was coming my way. Oh, y'all don't understand this morning. Trouble was headed my way. And the same prophet that told me that that Friday night, he said, listen, he said, God told me to tell you there's a, a letter coming for you. He said, but pay no attention to it. He already did. God already took care of that. The next morning, I heard the people at the door. By the time I got to the door, they was gone. They left the letter on the door. And the letter was, I was being sued. And they said, call this number. Well, when I called that number that Monday, they throwed it out. They said, now we understand you're good. And we'll be sending your letter to this effect that you're no longer being sued. Huh? And the prophet told me that Friday night, he said, go get me, go get me $20. <laughs> the Lord said, give me $20. I ran and gave him that 20. God didn't ask for more than I had. He didn't say nothing about $1,000. 
and pay it in payments. He said, give him $20 because God knew I had more than 20 in my purse. Y'all hear what I'm telling you? Yeah. Now, I plant $1,000 seeds, $10,000 seeds, and I pay that in increments, you know, $100 a month, you know, however God bless, because he's going to bless off the planting. But that's planning. That's not processing. He began to teach me all kinds of things. I said, he. And when I went to church, because he blessed me to go, he blessed me with two different little buildings I could go into and learn more of him. He didn't send me over somewhere else where he was preaching himself. He, he sent me where he was being preached. And I didn't go there looking to be buddy-buddy with the pastors or get in a clique or for people to like me. I could care less. I went there to learn God, and I went there to find him, and I found him, and guess what? He gave me love for the people. I didn't even know people noticed me as having love. I thought they thought I was stuck up or better than so. I don't know what I thought. But God soon showed me what the people thought of me. I said, look at this. People was inviting me outside the, the, the speak, and I would go to Bishop, and he would laugh. <laughs> Y'all would have to know it. What you coming to me for? I said, well, Bishop, they say as my pastor, I'm supposed to come to you and get your blessings to go. He said, well, am I sending you? I said, no. He said, well, who's sending you? I said, God. He said, well, why do you need my blessings on what God? Bob, don't try to get me in trouble. <laughs> oh, that child see Woods was off the chain, y'all. Look here, go on over there, bless them people, and do what God tell you to do. And if he tell you to stay over there, stay on over there. I said, Bishop, he ain't telling me to stay over there with nobody. He said, I'm just saying, Barbara, we're going to obey God. We're not going to obey this flesh because, you know, I would never want you to go nowhere. But if God's sending you, who am I? I said, okay, Bishop. I said, Bishop, that's a little, he said, no, that ain't a little harsh. That's the truth. Don't get yourself in trouble and don't get me in trouble. We got to obey God over here, Barbara. Oh, I loved him. I loved him with a passion. Y'all better know it. Yeah. But that delay was gone. The divine delay left. Once the divine delay, after God turned off the delay, he began to flow in the blessings. And somebody say, oh, that wasn't no, that wasn't no blessing. You know, he, he he didn't give the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. I, honey, I, I didn't need that. I needed to know how to live right before God daily. I need the blessings of God. I, I didn't need the blessings of a house because a house is just going to sit there. And I got to take care of it. It can't do nothing for me. I got to keep it painted and, and, and keep it clean and the carpet clean. I got to do all of that. But with him, he do everything for me if I need him to. If I become able-bodied, he going to send somebody to do everything. Hallelujah. So this morning, some things for you is a divine delay. And if you want to know about it, ask God, say, Lord, Father, is this a divine delay or is this my delay? 
Am I delaying some things, Lord? But most times you know it's him. When you can't pay that house payment, that's him. When when, when you can't uh, do nothing on that job but do the job, that's him. They ain't giving you no recognition. They ain't giving you no promotion, no raise. That's him. Some people walk out of it because they think they ought to have it right now. He's constantly saying, hold on, wait a minute. That supervisor going to another position, and I'm going to make you the supervisor. If you can just hold on, but we can't hear. Because we right now people. We want it right now. Now, I know him to be a right now God if we need him right now because he supply needs. But a lot of things, we don't need it right now. We want it right now. Yeah. And we can stop making him our microwave. Yeah. Being bang, bang, we can stop that. Have some patience to wait on and be of a good coverage. He's going to strengthen our hearts. He's going to teach us some valuable spiritual lessons that we need. Because we need spiritual lessons. We need to be thankful for the things God has already done for us. And if he did that back there, he's going to do something up here. He's going to do this up here. He's not going to leave you in the past. He's bringing you to the future. Right now, we're in the present. And God is even blessing us in the present. And guess what? He's going to bless us in the future. Yeah. But we got to learn to keep the faith and trust him and walk on. Get in that word and, and let the word move you. Dewey E. Smith was preaching this morning and he said one or two words and that thing set me on fire right here. I knew God moved with the quickness, the quickening of the Holy Ghost. This morning, before this right here, he's on our side today, I promise you. He's for us if we can let go and let him have his way. Stop trying to control something. Gird up your mind. Tell yourself this. Whatever is honest, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, what will bring a good report, this is what I want my mind on. And Father, help me. Help me to think like that and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Don't let me say what you don't accept. Don't let me say that don't, what, what does not please you. Help me today, God, to get it right with you. And if, if, if you can help me to get it right with you, I will be all right. And bless me to stay with you and, and to continue in you. Because, see, I learned this. I used to hear Mother Tyler at the Church of Christ written in heaven when I was a girl. I used to hear Mother Tyler say he kept me and he didn't keep me against my will. I could see her like it was yesterday. But he kept me because I wanted to be kept. Ooh, and I didn't know what Tyler was talking about. Oh, but I know today what she was talking about. He don't keep me against my will. He keeps me daily because I want to be kept by him. Hey, thank you. Thank you this morning, Lord Jesus. Thank you today. Thank you, God. He keeps me because I want to be kept by him. I don't want it to be the way of Barbara. I want it to be his way. Sometimes he got to separate you. Sometimes you're going to be by yourself. 
for long periods of time. <laughs> oh, but he's keeping you right there. He's keeping you. My daughter come to me one day and she said, Mama, she said, back in the day, my college days and all of that, Mama, men used to chase after me. She said, but Mama, I can't even get them to look at me. I said, well, let's, let's evaluate some things. I said, what kind of man you want to look at? The man of God, the godly man. I said, well, how do you know those men that are not looking at you, they are not godly. That's why they can't look at you. I said, if they were godly men, they would see God in you. And anybody see God in somebody else, they grown to that. See, I hear the anointing coming out of E. Dewey Smith. Now, when I first met him, I was drawn to him. When I heard Terry K. Anderson, the anointing coming, I was drawn to him. Not in a lustful way, but in a spiritual way. See, you can test the spirit in you by the spirit that's in somebody else and see if it's the same. And see, sometimes you don't have to test the, the spirit that's in it and it'll quicken you in the spirit. You'll know. Yeah. Oh, Spinner and I, we've been talking in the <laughs> I can't fool with it. Sometimes Spinner and I talking in the spirit quickly because I know what she's saying is of the spirit. Especially when she's talking about stuff like this. I've been on my face before the Lord. See, I was already on my face before the Lord. See, Sister Barbara, I was already praising and praying. Yeah, and I could feel the spirit move because I know that's what she was doing. That spirit in her agrees with the spirit. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Listen, oh, I can tell you something, but I'm going to leave it alone. Oh, Jerry. Jerry called me early in the morning telling me about the goodness of the Lord. I just wanted to call you and tell you we thank God <laughs> Jerry, like Michael Jackson, just got to be starting something. Yeah. But see, those are good things. Because who you going to hang with? I hang with eagles because chickens can't fly. I hang with eagles. They can't. <laughs> see, I not sent me a message. Yeah, and then look, <laughs> we gonna laugh. Don't let me and that Sion get together because it's gonna be some good laughter. Uh huh. But all of this come about for me to know. <laughs> hey, glory! After the divine delay was lifted, see if the delay was still there, I would know. I wouldn't understand. See. When I get a message from Frank, I wouldn't understand. Yeah, Louis, if you don't stop, I'm going to whoop you. <laughs> I'm going to spank Louis. <laughs> Chickens get fried. You know what? What am I going to do with him, y'all? Yeah. But he re he lifted the delay and let me came on into the now of his time. <clears throat> And in the now of his time, he be, excuse me, he began to preach. I mean, teach me. 
He began to show me. He began to take me to certain scriptures, not to give it to other people, but for me. All of this was for me. Because I wanted to walk up right before him daily. I wanted to have the right thinking pattern. I never really been against women. Jealous of other women. This I, I never been that kind. I always thought we should stick together. Even when I was in my sins. I could see a sister with something bad on and I could tell a girl that is bad right there. Yeah, I never, you know, had that problem. You know, her hair looked better than me. That that wasn't my thought. Girl, who did your hair? They showed out in your head. That kind of thing. I see a woman trying to do something. I go over there and say, oh, look, let's try this. And sometimes they look at me and say, let's. I say, yeah, let me help you with that. If we do this right here and this right here, it's going to bring that right there. And they'll say, yeah, girl, I never thought about that before. Okay, let's do that. I've made friends that way. I had one girl follow me home from jail. I got out of jail before her. No, she got out before me. And a week later, they released me. She came and picked me, gave me her number. While I'm in jail, I'm calling her, and she just got out of jail. A week later, she came and picked me up from the jail and took me home. And then she took me over to learn me how to type. But see, the divine delay hadn't been lifted yet. I couldn't stay in that. The, the, the divine delay hadn't been lifted. But when the divine delay got lifted, I was ready to go. Ready to go. Hallelujah. It was his time. Listen, let's pray this morning. And uh, after prayer, uh, I'm going right over with uh, Pastor Ralph West this morning. And uh, he's got a wonderful message for us. Where do you put your trust? That's his message of the day. Y'all listen, because he, he wanted to take his time, and he, he do more of a teaching than a preaching and a preaching and a teaching mix. Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But you got to stay woke and get the meat of the message now. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. Father, we thank you for this Monday morning, a Monday morning we never saw before. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us together ah, to give you the first fruit of our day as the group here on Jesus in the morning. We thank you for this platform. We thank you for a place morning, weekdays, we can come together on one accord. Father, when the apostles got together in one place at one time on one accord, the Holy Ghost came. And it filled them, Lord. Hallelujah. And Lord, that's what we're seeking, your filling this morning. We want to be filled to the rim with you. God, we don't want to miss nothing of you. We want to do it your way. We want to do what you say in the name of Jesus. Bless each and every caller this morning, Father. Move by your spirit. Those that are feeling down, Father, I ask that you would come in and lift up their heads this morning. That, Father, you would encourage them this day because you love them and your grace and your mercy yet abound for them. Lord, I ask this morning that you would stir up the gifts in them, that they would feel brand new, that they would feel like going on. Hallelujah. They would feel like lifting you up this day. They would feel like praising you and worshiping you in spirit and in truth this day. 
No need for us to be down. You are our, our portion and a constant friend are you. Lord, your eyes are on the sparrow, and we know that you're watching over us today. Lord, Lucia, protecting angels are to come and stand and stand watch to shield and protect. Keep us from all hurt, harm, or danger. Lord, I ask this morning that you would loose the, the money angels because money makes us happy. Money makes us glad. Money makes us forget troubles, even God. Lord, loose your money, angels, to each of us this morning in the name of Jesus. Ah, oh, thank you today. Father, loose your word in us today. That God, when we hear your word, we will agree in the name of Jesus. Every caller and every listener, those coming through the podcast and the archive. Lord, anyone sick today, we ask that you would heal right now in the name of Jesus. Or heal, share God. Give us speedy recovery. Send a home, God, walking and feeling better in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask this morning that you would bless every family member here, every friend here, those that are even near and far. Bless the children that's represented here this morning in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you. We thank you this day. Ask that you would give Sister Dot and her family members traveling grace and mercy. Bring them safe and take them back safe, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, more than they need, give to them. In Jesus' name we ask. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory this morning. Father, we ask that you would bless those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military, widowers and bereaved families, intercessory prayer people this morning. Father, we ask today that, Lord, you would bless preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus, in obedience unto you and love for your people. Bless Israel this morning. Lucia, protecting angels, Father, to stand watch, to shield and protect them, keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Bless Jerusalem this morning. Prosper Jerusalem the more. And Lucia, protecting angels, oh God to stand watch, to shield, and protect in the name of Jesus. Father, bless our brothers and sisters overseas. Continue to bless America and the leadership of America. And Father, continue to have mercy in the name of Jesus. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning today. Have your way here, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Move by your spirit, Lord. Today, feed us until we want no more. In Jesus' name, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a feeling everything is going to be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Sister Dot, I see you. Good morning. God bless you, Sister Dot. How are you? Dr. Goodman, I saw the one press. All right, your phone muted. It is muted, unmuted, I doubt it. All right, well, maybe she, she pressed it by mistake or something. All right, moving on in Jesus' name today. We coming back to you, though, Doc, to see if you had something to say. Listen, we are going in this morning with Dr. Ralph West, and uh, his message is, where do you put your trust? 
Let's take a listen. I love this right here. Y- y'all will get to see why. <laughs> this is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. Thank you, Nicole, for always blessing us and blessing me on this day to remind me that beautiful are the feet of those who have been commissioned to carry the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to those of you in leadership and our staff, we celebrate 33 years as salt on the earth and light on the world and a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And so like Paul to the prayers, in his prayers to the church of Philippi and Thessalonica, my prayer too is to thank God publicly and in your presence for your faithfulness and for your love and for your enduring hope. It's a good time to be part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, to remind the world that when everything else is shaken, there are some things on earth that actually remain. As we come to celebrate this day, this year, we find ourselves at a great crossroad in human history. I want to invite you to open the Word of God with me one more time to Proverbs. But this time in chapter 3, to one of the favorite passages in the Word of God to many people as a reminder of where we are to put our trust. Hear what God's Word says to God's people as he reminds us that he is our guide and light. Trust in the Lord, beginning at verse 5, chapter 3 of Proverbs. With all of your heart, and lean not to your own understanding, and in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. This is the word of God. You may be seated and those of you at home, you may relax. Where do you put your trust? Over the last several weeks, some of us have been studying through the writings of the wisdom literature of Proverbs. And we've drawn a conclusion on our own just by reading the Word of God that knowledge can get you going, but only wisdom can show you where. This has taken place in the life of many people. Like several years ago on a holiday weekend, not different from the holiday weekend that's approaching us, Jeremy Griffin and his wife put their 11-month-year-old daughter in the car 
programmed his new GPS to tell him how to get from his home in Wilmetta Valley across the canyon range to his mother-in-law's house, of which he had been there on more than one occasion. The new GPS programmed him and gave him the shortest route that could shave 40 minutes off of the destination. In the car, he and his wife and 11-month-old daughter made their way east to the mountain ranges on the new route that had been designated by the brand-new GPS, only to discover about an hour and a half into the drive that they had come to a dead-end street off the main road for this new shortcut. In addition to that, their four-wheel drive had got stuck in the snow. Beyond that, he decided that, Jermaine thought that, uh, that Jeremy thought that he would make a journey on some expedition hikes to get back only to discover that he was lost. Spending the night, he and his wife, an 11-month-old, now out of formula, decided to give a farewell video for their family because they knew that they had entered into a place in which there was no way out. Knowledge got them there, but they needed something beyond that to get them out. And like other holiday travelers that you read about, whose GPSs get them off the main road to many side roads. Well, thankfully, the police or the traffic patrollers of Oregon made their way and this enforcement came in to rescue them. And they were able to find safety and security. I've been reading about a lot of people who've been depending upon these GPSs, especially since for some strange reason, that's the way I seem to be traveling around myself, of how people over the last, literal, literally the last few years, have been taking journeys throughout California's Death Valley, and many of them have died there because their GPS have rerouted them and put them in a place where there's no way out. That's a lot of knowledge to have, but only wisdom can get you out. This morning, that's what we need. Not more knowledge. We need wisdom to get us out. Knowledge can get us in, and it's good. And I'm not downplaying knowledge. To be skillful, you actually need knowledge. In fact, knowledge can build a house. But wisdom can build a home. All right. Knowledge can produce pills for you to sleep, but only wisdom can give you rest. Mm-hmm. Knowledge can give you a job, but only wisdom can give you a career. Knowledge can give you insight about religion, but wisdom can give you a relationship with the living mm-hmm. Lord. This seems to be what the writer is reminding us of here is for us to settle one question, and that is, where do you put your trust? Is it in someone or in something? We're at the end of a decade and in the beginning of a new decade to take place. Hard to believe that we are two decades into a new millennium. 
But beyond the newness of time, there's the newness now of politics. And so there are people that has been evidenced have put their trust, some in one party and some in another party. Some in one person and others in another person. And I would hope those of us who are confident in Jesus Christ know by now that there's not a whole lot of hope in putting your hope in anything that changes every four years. That our confidence, I'm speaking to my congregation now, we want to put it in something that's grander. We don't even want to put our confidence in a God that some have been promoting. One of my friends here who pastors one of the largest Southern Baptist churches in the country said to his congregation several weeks ago that if you're a Democrat, then you can't be a Christian. Another person that I know and have shared the stage of preaching with in California made the same statement. He said, it's impossible to be a Christian and a Democrat. I heard another pastor just recently get on his knees before his congregation and plead to God to forgive America for not voting for his candidate. Mm. And then he summed it up this way of saying, for the one that we have now elected, he has a faulty relationship with God because of his Catholicity. I want to say to all of you, and particularly to these preachers, that God has not divinely deputized any one of you, or even me, to make the decision on who can and cannot enter into a right relationship with Jesus Christ. I didn't know that God belonged to a particular party. And yet, this is what we hear. And what it boils down to, to simple-minded thinking people, is that they believe that if they put their hope and trust in one something, then they are better than someone else's something. Proverbs is a wisdom book. I've said it the way that I've said it so that you can make the decision on your own. The question now is, where will you put your trust? In someone or something? Here, this piece of wisdom literature emphatically states trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Not the Lord of a small L-O-R-D, but the Lord, Adonai. Put your trust in God. That is, where do you put the treasure of your trust? Do you put your trust in some expert do you put your trust in some institution or instrument? If you put your trust in anything like that, I can tell you it will fail because heaven and earth will pass away. Only God's word and God himself shall stand forever. Trust who? Trust the Lord. How? With all of our heart. Trust in God. You know, trust is one of those big picture words of resting your confidence on something. 
You've heard it multiple times when people talk about faith. They say when you sat down, you didn't check the seat. You just rested your weight on it. And actually, that is the picture of what trust is. You rest your weight on the confidence that that which is beneath you can sustain you. But as good an image as that is, don't you put all your trust in a chair. Don't you put your confidence in a bridge. This happened, in fact, July 17 of 1981 at the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Kansas City, Missouri. They were having a tea party, not political, but literally a tea party where people were gathering pre-wedding celebration. 2,000 people had gathered, and they had placed themselves in the upper rungs of the hotel. Those of you who have been in that hotel, it's renamed now, know how it's situated. That you walk out of your door, you look over the balcony onto the lobby floor. Floors four and floor two jut out and they are placed over each other. Floor three sets off to the side. And so you're able to see the floor and then from the second floor, then the third floor, and then the fourth floor. There was something faulty in the construction of the way that that um, platform had been designed, in which floors two and four already were incapable of, capable of sustaining a certain amount of weight. And now with 2,000 people around the rung, the different bridges gave way. There were 200 injuries and over 100 deaths, all because of a faulty foundation. People celebrated and thought that they were standing on something that was stable and secure, only to discover that there was something wrong in the very foundation of it. Anything other than God has the capability of giving way and losing its suspending power. Put your trust in the Lord today, the eternal God, who Moses says is from everlasting to everlasting. William Augustus Jones used to say that, and he said he's from everlasting to everlasting, and Pastor Bill Jones would say God's always going where he's coming from. Everlasting to everlasting. The God is eternal. The God is secure. The God is stable. Put your trust in God. I speak to my congregation now. And for those of you that listen, I know that you want to put trust possibly in bank accounts and security deposits. But all of that can be wiped away by one doctor's visit. Put your confidence in him who will not leave you. Put your trust in the living Lord. At the turn of the millennium, we had been over to uh, London, Re and I, and we were interested in walking across the new millennial bridge. It's beautiful. It looks platinum. It crosses the Thames. But it had a problem some of you probably recall, 
initially that the first group to walk over, when they stood on it, the bridge began to wobble. And it wobbled so much that the people on the bridge began to wobble. And they had to desist in allowing people for crossing over the bridge so they wouldn't wobble over into the Thames or into the railways or the guard rails and injure themselves. Because if the bridge wobbles, the pedestrian wobbles. Mm -hmm. When you walk on any foundation that is wobbly, you wobble along with it. I'm not certain about a lot of things, but I want to be certain about the God that I worship. Trust in the Lord. And how do I do that? With all of my heart. I want to trust God with all of my devotion and all of my loyalty. I want to put my confidence in Him. I don't need more information. I do need wisdom. Amen. And I need wisdom for the living of these days. I need wisdom to guide my congregation through a maze and through a mist and through a mystery. I need God to give me that kind of wisdom that the people that follow me can rest at home and say, I may not agree with everything that Pastor West says, but I do trust the wisdom that God has given to him that we can get to where we're supposed to go together. I'm not depending upon a GPS. I use them to travel through the city, but I don't want to use it to travel through life. I don't want to use any apparatus like that. I want to put my confidence in God, the one that I can always depend on, who can always remind me if I put my trust in him, if I trust and never doubt, he is surely to bring me out. Take your burdens, your doubts, your disbeliefs to the Lord and leave them there. That's one thing that we learn through looking at this kind of new look at GPS. It's put your trust in the Lord. Look at that verse now at the very next line in, in verse number 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then it simply says, and lean not to your own understanding. Mm -hmm. It's an image of a person that's possibly leaning on a staff. It's the assumption of someone leaning on their intellect. <clears throat> or someone leaning on something that's apart from God. And whenever you lean on anything other than God, chances are you might end in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. One of the pieces of poetry that many of us had to memorize was William Hensley's Invictus. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I think whatever God's me. 